I am a college football fan. And in particular, I am an Oklahoma Sooners football fan. If anybody knows me well enough, knows that I'm just devastated about today's loss to Oklahoma's biggest rival, Texas, in embarrassing fashion. Let's talk about it right after the intro. You are listening to Another Opinion. I'm your host, Marlon Hughes, and I can be reached at marlongene29 at gmail.com. Hey, welcome to an extra episode of my weekly commentary and opinion podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give this a thumbs up, hit the like button, and share the podcast with others. If you would like to hear more of this content, please subscribe to the podcasts as another way to support me. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Google Podcasts, or wherever podcast platform you subscribe to your favorite podcasts. Okay, before we get started, I am a college football fan and I love the season from August to the national championship game in January and everything in between. The the recruitment uh, after the season and before the season, the spring practices, the summer and fall workouts and all of that, everything that goes with college football, I love. I love just college athletics in and of itself. It just, it brings a different energy than than the professional ranks. With that having being said, man, what a devastating loss Oklahoma took today. I mean, they got curbed, stomped. I'm telling, I'm telling you, they got that ass whooped like they stole something, lied about it, and got caught. Yes, Texas gave it to them. They gave it to them in spades. So I don't want to bash Texas at this point. Texas. They deserve to win. As a matter of fact, the Texas Longhorns football team was the better team out there today. You could just see it in the way they they walked, their confidence and everything. They were bigger, stronger, faster. They were well coached. They were prepared and they did not take their foot off the gas. All the things that you want to see in a football team that is winning. I kind of saw this going on and I kind of saw it happening during last season's bowl season, right? Every year they get into the bowl season after having a subpar season, they get to the bowl season and Texas wins that bowl and they always claim that they're back. And then we always see that after that, they kind of struggle through the season until the fall, until the, uh, Bowl season happens again. Well, something was a little different this time with the Texas Longhorns football team. They just seemed to look like they got it together. Even in their spring practices, even in their practices during the summer, they had a confidence in them that dictated that this year was going to be something different. And the way they played at the beginning of the season with Alabama, said a lot they could have won that game they could have embarrassed Alabama and won that game everybody was giving Alabama you know that game except for Texas they played with them and I 
truly believe that they would have won that game if Evers wouldn't have got hurt. With that having being said, Oklahoma's Joes was not up to Texas's Jimmys. They, I mean, their Jimmys was just better than our Joes. And um, they dominated Oklahoma in every phase of the game. Their offensive line was bigger than Oklahoma's defensive line, and they pushed them around. They were leaving wide open holes for Robinson to go through, was giving Evers time in the pocket to throw, and he was really pretty accurate in his throws. Man. Oklahoma just could not get a rush on the quarterback. That's how good Texas's defensive line was today. They could not get to the quarterback consistently today. And that exposed the secondary of Oklahoma. They were just getting torched. It is my opinion that offense brings the crowds in and puts the money in the pocket, but defense wins championships. If you don't have a solid enough defense, no matter at any level you're at, if your defense can't stop the other team from scoring, you ain't got a chance because there's just no way you're going to kind of outscore your opponent. Without it having being said, there was a lot of talk on the message boards, on the sports boards that I follow on Facebook and on Twitter about the current coaching situation there at Oklahoma and how, you know, you know, any team or any fan base that their team is losing, they automatically are ready to fire the whole coaching staff. And that's not fair if you're a fan and trying to support the team is to fire the coaching staff already. So let me take some time and dive into this really, really quick. Brent Venerables was, in my opinion, is the, he is the right hire for Oklahoma. He brings he brings a discipline and an energy to a team and a fan base that's so desperate to have right now. He's had success wherever he went as a coordinator, and I believe that this is the time for him to be a head coach. Is he gonna fail? Is he gonna is he gonna do is he gonna be is he going to fail or is he going to be the best coach? Yes, he is. I mean, he's not just going to come right on in and be successful at the University of Oklahoma, given the mess he was given. So let's let's take our minds back just a little bit after the loss to Oklahoma State last year. The end of the season. Oklahoma needed to win the last three games in order for them to win the Big Tail. 12 championship it just wasn't happening they lost one out of the three already got them out of the big 12 championship game one they 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 lost to baylor one at ohio uh, iowa state and then they came up against oklahoma state a must-needed win lost to their state rival the next day 
Lincoln Riley resigned. Went on to USC and look what he's doing at USC now. And most people is saying on these message boards that that doesn't make a difference. Yes, it does. It makes a lot of difference because when Lincoln Riley left, a lot of the talent left with him. A star, the number one wide receiver went to Arkansas. Spencer Rattler went to South Carolina. Caleb Williams and the other receiver bolted to USC along with the defensive coordinator and all of his defensive players. Then you had several people that was on the team that went on to the NFL and or graduated. So when Brent Venerables got the job at Oklahoma, he already came in with his back against the wall. Period. New to the recruiting trail in the recruiting game there at Oklahoma, he had to make up for lost time. I say give the man a chance. I think that he's going to be the right coach for the Sooners. Now for now for the rest of the coordinators, that's a different story. I'm not sold on Jeff Libby's offense. So when Mississippi played in their bowl game and got blown out the way they did, granted they did lose their quarterback, but as an offensive coordinator, you should be able to get the best out of the players that you are coaching and coordinating for. Make the best out of nothing, pretty much. And he didn't do it. And if he had... And if this offense would have generated a little bit more than than what was the product on the field, we probably could have had an opportunity to keep Caleb Williams. I believe that Caleb Williams took paid particular close attention to that ball game, saw the type of offense that was being run and how effective it was. And he said, I don't want nothing to do with this. Albeit that he did walk on to Oklahoma because he wanted to be in Lincoln Riley's offense. So it was natural that he was going to go follow him anyway. But we had a chance to keep him, didn't keep him. I'm not sold on his offense, and I don't think that that anemic offense is going to carry the day going forward. There's got to I mean, that offense, Jeff Libby in that offense, and that coordinating team, they got some work to fucking do. I'm going to take a break right here, kind of slow it on down a little bit and get to my last two points right after the break.
Welcome back. I'm glad that you stuck around. All the music that you hear in these podcasts comes from freemusicarchive.org. You can also follow me at Facebook at Marlon Jean, or you can follow me on my Facebook page, Another Opinion, Marlon Hughes. We're going to back up just a little bit and pick up from my final thought of Jeff Libby's offense. It just ain't it. It doesn't utilize the talent that he currently has on the team. And without a workable quarterback that knows his system inside and out, it's just not going to work here. Why do I say that? Because I believe that the rest of the Big 12 has caught up. Teams like Kansas that was forever weak in the Big 12, they're 5-1 and one at this point. And they've been been playing some good teams. I'm just saying that the talent level in the Big 12 is now evenly distributed amongst its teams that are in the league. And every team has gotten better in some way, form, or fashion. So this offense has some fucking work to do. And 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 the offense is just not the only only part of this team that needs some work. The defense needs some work too. They're they're small. Yes, they're fast, but they're small and they just not physical. What the defense needs to do at this point is they need a new defensive scheme that's going to utilize the skills that are on the team, period. For as small as they are, they're going to have to buy in to being physical. They're going to have to be more physical than the team that they're playing. And they're going to have to be on point. What I saw in the last two to three games that the Oklahoma defense, they they are just out of position. They're just out of position. They, they're getting out physical in every phase, in every level of the defense. And they are not in the right spots to make the play. It just seems like they're lost out there. Yeah, I mean, granted, I understand that they're trying to learn a new defensive system. But five games in, six games in, they, they should be a little bit better or know the scheme a little bit better than where they're at right now. They, it shouldn't just be any confusion, right, at all chalk it up to the program defense or whatever you want to say or the learning curve and learning how to do this defense. You could chalk it up to any of that. That The bottom line is, is they are not physical, period. And every defense needs to be physical. They the, the defensive line is getting blown off the line of scrimmage. They don't provide a good enough rush or pressure on the quarterback. They don't tackle well and their defensive backs are being exposed Every time, every time I uh, on, on these Facebook boards, on these Facebook pages of uh, these um, fan pages that I'm on, a lot of them is worried about uh, losing recruits. I feel like that we're not going to lose any recruits. O- Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma stands alone on, on its own. It's a school that. People want to go to whether it's academics or any sport other than football. Pe- people want to be there. 
I just don't think that they're going to lose any recruits. Are you going to get any five-star recruits going to the University of Oklahoma? It ain't going to change. The University of Oklahoma doesn't get a whole lot of five-star recruits. They get some four-stars and some three-stars, but they don't get a whole lot of five-star recruits. So that's not going to change anyway, regardless of who the coach is or wins and losses. People that want to play for the University of Oklahoma, they're going to come. So losing out on the recruits, nah, I'm not worried about that. I'm not at all. But as a fan, what can I expect the rest of the season from the team that I support and root for as a fan? Not just somebody that kind of analyzes it and kind of looks at it with a uh, with, uh, with some skepticism. Uh, as a fan, as a fan of the Oklahoma Sooners, what can I expect from my team for the rest of the season and into the the off season and the recruiting trail? You know that these coaches go on. Well, what I can expect is as moving forward, if if you have any pride in your team, this game that you just got blown out and stomped on, this should this should motivate you to be better so that shit won't happen again. This should motivate you to sharpen and hone your craft, whether it's running back, whether it's quarterback whether it's offensive line defensive line wherever you play on the field and whatever scheme program or or scheme or whatever you should now want to be able to to buy into it do the best that you can into it and finish the season strong that's what i can that's what me as a fan should expect from the team that i support because if I now I've played sports before, I've played football before, I played baseball, I played sports before. So I know what it takes to win. I'm not just sitting here behind a mic just spewing out some shit that I think I know. I could chalk this up to experience being on the field to play. And if I was in that position, I would be embarrassed. I would want to come into practice on Monday morning ready to hone my fucking craft. I should be I would be embarrassed, so embarrassed that I would vow to myself that I would never let that happen again. Everybody has some sort of an opinion or some sort of answer to what happened on the field today. But as a fan, what I can expect from the team that I supported is just finish the season strong. So with that, I'm going to end this short podcast. Thank you for listening to us. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Peace. Peace.